Hello and welcome to Dinner, Melbourne Dinner's fan Meets, it's been a huge off-season. How have you been spending your time? <laughs> well, I got married uh, a couple of months ago. Really? To yes. To this, <laughs> <laughs> to this Cam Pedersen sycophant who's sitting to my right. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're officially a D's couple. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder how many of those are floating around. I'm sure several. You think so? Yeah. Because D's supporters are all part of the upper echelons of society and they only other they only marry sort of other people in the upper echelons of society. Oh, I was thinking yeah. more of a shared misery thing. Oh, I was going to say more of a shared aristocrat thing, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's <laughs> that was my perspective on it. So it's pretty, pretty exciting for us given that our, our first date was Melbourne St Kilda, 2006, yep. the elimination final. Yeah. Um, back then you had some questionable player knowledge, is that fair to say? No. No, it's not? Okay. I don't think so at all. all right. I don't know where you're getting that information <laughs> from. Enough. I thought it was quite uh, impressive, my knowledge. Um, yeah, jeez, it's been a solid ride. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we're still here. We're still here. We're still here. And we're and thrilled to be back with you guys for back. season three. By popular demand. I know. Kieran's got this huge smile on his face. So he's, I'm um, pretty excited. You're super pumped. It's been so weird not having the footy around. Mm. And to be honest, I've been very anti the preseason. Why is that? I feel like I always get burned getting too into the preseason and reading about the camp at Maroochydore and... Oh, don't worry. You can't get too burnt watching these two JLT games. <laughs> we definitely were not great. No, anything. no. You're not going to get overhyped watching those games. That's true. That's true. Mm. But I just love this first week before round one. All the shows are back. All the all podcasts the are back. All yep, the anticipation. Robbo's back. Everything's Damian possible. Damien Barrett's back. It's true, actually. I've missed all these characters in my uh, life. <laughs> what have I done over the summer? Honestly. Um, so, Nitz, before we start our season preview, uh, we should say we're moving into the big league of unofficial Melbourne Demons podcasts this year. Yes. We're going to accelerate our rise up the ranks mm. from fifth out of five to fourth out of five. I think we already are fourth out of five. Really? We might even be third. Who knows? I know. You told me before the podcast I have to stop putting down our podcast. <laughs> and then I've we need to lean. talk like the we top to unofficial talk. Demons exactly. podcast. Exactly. That's how we get there. Lean in, all right? Lean in. We are. We will be number one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and it all comes down to you as the social media coordinator. I don't know why that is my role. That seems like a very gendered role because you think that I'm like some, you know. You also love social media. No, I love stalking people on social media. I don't love posting. I'm actually a very nervous poster. But anyway, you guys can make me less nervous about posting if you like our Instagram page, at Deluded Podcast, mm. um, and like our Facebook page. That's where it happens right now. Yeah. Um, we've stopped getting hits on deluded1964 at gmail.com. I think the world has evolved beyond that technology. Oh, well, can someone, can someone please email deluded1964? <laughs> it's a very lonely inbox. It really is. No one, yeah. We're definitely at inbox zero there. There's yes, no harm in getting true. through those emails. That's true. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you on any one of our social media um, platforms or on our emails. So hit us up. So, Neats, before we roll into the round one preview, let's speed through the last six months or so. It's of been the huge, hasn't it? It's been pretty consequential. It feels yeah. so long ago that we got rid of Hogan and Kent and Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. It was a massive trade period. Massive. Okay, well, let's just go through them. So, Hogan. Hogan. I don't know what to, what to think I feel about really it. bad for him. He's yeah. obviously not in a good way. No. And I do sort of feel like, I mean... Not that the club should feel responsible, but it sounds like he had serious issues at Melbourne that nobody ever sort of revealed, at least publicly. You do wonder if the club was deliberately trying to conceal how big his problems were. Wouldn't surprise To get the best me. price. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Almost like the reverse of the Jack Watts situation where they tried to publicize how terrible he was to yeah. get him out the door. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, it's interesting, isn't it? And I have a theory, which is that um, all these videos and images of Hogan seem to be from around sort of 2016, which was when he was at Melbourne. So I have a theory that, um, you know, maybe, just maybe, cronies at Melbourne are feeding these images to Twitter to uh, bolster their own <laughs> trade deal. So you're saying that that Josh Marnie and Simon Goodwin <laughs> are deliberately leaking <laughs> stuff about these players after they leave so that Melbourne fans will be more happy with their draft choices. Look, it's is a conspiracy the theory? theory, okay? It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> that is diabolical. Theory. I know, it's absolute nonsense. I but never I'm thought just... Goodwin was capable of that. I'm just saying, why are the, Why is it that the images of Watts and Hogan are all from when they were at Melbourne? It is but then no one ever saw yeah. those images at Melbourne. Yeah. But now, apparently, they're on display when they're at their new clubs. Yeah. And in both of those situations, there's super talented players who people were very, very upset about being shown the door so the, I'm just saying these are just conspiracy theories Kieran that's what the people want that's true that's, that's what they come to you for <laughs> I agree question. though I think that they <laughs> I think they might be a bit of a stretch yeah I don't know what to think about the merits of the trade obviously right now sitting here today it looks like a great trade because Hogan's had all these issues but you've got to think a longer oh, no. term and right? he's a gun he's just he's gone he's through just such, such a rare talent totally and he's yeah. gone through such a bad time I mean the poor guy I mean he's personal issues are really quite extraordinary and right. he's got anxiety it's just it must be so difficult and so yeah I actually think Hogan's going to be fine and will turn out to be a great player for Frio and I think you know I think at the but medium term maybe we've done well out of this trade by getting Stephen May no question. Who, yeah. you know but I, I think in the long term I, I personally think we'll lose this trade I think Hogan really is a gun yeah it's just so hard to find that and you know, May is like your classic kind of meat and veg, very solid. Big. He's a good player. Well, He's a really know, good player. Well, some people are saying that he could really be the best backman in the competition. He's an amazing that. kick and, you know, he's been, to be fair, he's been off Broadway for a very long time. Like how much yeah. of us, how much of any of us have watched him? That's true. He doesn't strike me as having the agility of like a Rance or something. Yeah, but apparently he's a really good kick. Which he, is he, not, is, he is a really good kick. A, yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I probably didn't realize how good a kick he was. Yeah, I think he's going to add a lot. And I think he was, he was a good good pick. And obviously we had to play a lot for him. But you do if you're trying to get a club captain. Totally. Who's still youngish. I just worry that, you know, we've put a lot of eggs into the Tom McDonald forward line. Yeah. And he's done Wade. pretty well for a year but or so. But it's a lot. But it's a lot. And yeah. Wade's a pretty young player. Gun in the Geelong final. Gun, yeah, sure. But if you look at his career, he's probably played, what, 10 games maybe? Um, and he's probably had three or four good games, and they all seem to be finals, which is obviously mm. great. Uh, but the jury's still a bit out on our, on our forward line. So, I don't know. Time will tell. Given Hogan's issues, I think it seems like it was a sensible trade, but mm. I do worry this one could bite us eventually. I think so. I'm a bit disappointed about losing Kent as well. Yeah. And I know that we couldn't do much about it. He was just getting offered more money and more security at St Kilda, but he re- I think our small forward line is still a little bit concerning given the number of injuries right. and also just the form issues. I don't think and we've I got, like Kent. I don't think we've got that many damaging small forwards no, anymore, which is weird. After last year, I think we had like 10. Yeah. Uh, all of whom weren't quite that great. And now Garlett's gotten injured. Hammond's gotten injured. Uh, Bugs out. Neil Bullen, I think, is 
faded away. I mean, it's a bit premature. He hasn't even played round one. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to worry about us more forward line, Yeah, I think Kent would have I thought we awesome. fixed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But look, he does always get injured. He's never played more than 10 games a season. Yeah, but I love Kent. I've always really had such a soft spot for him. What the, about another person you have a soft spot for? The Tyson, Tyson. trade. I'm not sure about It's just such a weird trade, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... It's a bit like a, the Jusbitz Pedersen trade. Oh, you don't really know what to do with just, it. <laughs> it's just sort of like, who is winning out of that trade? It's really hard <laughs> to say. And it was also just bizarre because... Really, North did not need another inside midfielder, mm. and then we did not need another Ruckman. It was just a very well, strange... we did need a backup. Yeah, but not like a Proust-type backup, probably more of a, you know, not someone who's trying to be the main guy. Yeah. It was just a very strange... I don't know what's in it for Proust, really. I don't really know what's in it for Tyson, <laughs> either. I personally don't know what was in it for either of them. <laughs> it really made no sense to me, but anyway, so that's the... That's the yeah, goal. it didn't make sense from the perspective of the players or the clubs, Yeah, really. exactly. <laughs> no one knew what they were doing there, but... I don't know. Apparently, he can play as a forward, as a, as a resting forward. I don't he know looks like a bit of a lumbering true, type though. to me. It doesn't strike me, but... I don't know. It's I'm sure he'll be We saw one JLT game, but that's um, true. it's hard to tell. Anyway, other big off-season news. Goodwin re-signing. Yeah, for four years, right? Uh, until another the end of 22, 22, yeah, so another three. S- touch premature, do we think? Maybe a little bit. I mean, people love Goodwin. and yeah. Do you see that video of, oh, of them yeah. announcing it? Oh, oh, all these half-hearted celebrations. What, you didn't think it was authentic? Goody. Oh, I did. Oh, you think really. it was just for the cameras? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's Stalinist. It's the Mel- let's all, the you're all on camera, media. boys. Let's, let's <laughs> the all Melbourne media department's like, pretend to like your coach. No, pretend I'm sure to they like, like coach. him. No, he's a good guy. But, um... I think, look, I think three years is a lot. And I don't know what the harm would have been in just waiting until the end of the year. I mean, right. did they really think he was going to be poached? I, I, I mean, I just don't really know what the point is of re-signing someone so early. And the, the reason I don't like it is we've seen a lot of coaches who have had this really big season, getting their team to the prelim and then dropping away dramatically. Right? Yeah. Like Brenton Sanderson, Ken Hinckley. Um, even Guy McKenna had a pretty yeah. good year at Gold Coast. Even like Alan Richardson, you know, right. he had a couple of years where he got the Saints super close to the finals and they looked like they'd be on the precipice with not a great list. And then look at them now. They're just totally languishing. So you just have these, you know, it's, it's hard to say you, you need to have, I think a bit of more of a longer term assessment of a coach as right. opposed to sort of, you know, re-signing him off the back of making one prelim. I mean, remember the year before, we failed miserably at the very end of, you know, in round 23. And, I mean, those, some of those performances were dreadful. And even last year, they kept losing all the close ones. Um, so right. I'm not sure if, you know... It, it seems premature. But look, you have to assume that the club just thinks Goodwin is an absolute star. Yeah, and he he's definitely... A, he's, a, he's the next he's an, Clarkson. And he's a definitely an innovative coach. Right. Um, I do wonder sometimes about some of his recruitment and drafting because he, you know, I understand the sort of desire to get in all these hard nuts, but I just wonder how many more skillful players we're going to get in through the, through the draft or through trades. Yeah. We could use a bit of class, but it is hard to find players like that. There's only yeah, so but many. I don't feel like we draft them either. We haven't had all that many high picks. I mean, what's the highest pick we've had in the last couple of years? Like 20 mm. something? Mm. Spargo, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if we've really had the resources to get those kinds of people. They usually mm. go a bit higher, I'd say. That's probably true. Um, so Nate, let's get straight into it. Yeah. Is this the year? I don't think so. You don't think so? Not for, not for me, no. I think maybe next year will be the year, but I don't think this it's year will be the year. It's always maybe next year. I know, maybe I'm a little bit cynical. I just, I don't think this is the D's premiership year. I think yeah, we could... I'm not I feeling it either. I'm just not, I don't know what it is. Maybe we've had a lot of injuries in the off season. Yeah. Um, I think... 
you know, our back line is going to take a little bit of time to gel, particularly when Lever gets back. I think our forward line is going to take a little bit of time to gel um, with, you know, the Tom McDonald-Wiedemann uh, sort of pairing um, as well as the small forward line. So I just, oh, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not, I'm not sure this is going to be the year, but I think we're very, very close. Yeah. So I'd be hopeful that, you know, we make it to another prelim or, you know, obviously the grand final will be amazing, but I don't think that this will be premiership yet. I agree with that. I mean, my prediction is that we'll start slowly and start to really rev up later in the season. Oh, interesting. Um, a little bit like we did last year. Um, because I think, for the same reason you said, a lot of key injuries at this early stage, unsettled forward and back lines. I think we'll get it together eventually, but I think we're going to end up maybe finishing just outside the top four. Yeah. And it's so hard to win a premiership from there. Well, And maybe we can get on a roll and do it, but it's tough. I just also kind of think that the other teams are probably just a bit better than us at this stage. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just think that Collingwood are better, Collingwood, right? Yeah. They do have a better midfield than us. Right. Um, Richmond. Richmond. With Tom Lynch. Yeah. They're yeah. just a really, really good team. And so I don't know if we're there just yet. Right, right. And we still need out some of our young guns to fire. And you know, one thing I'm fascinated about is how this rule change is going to affect our yeah, game. Yeah, interesting. I think we've always had a problem stopping momentum. I mean, everyone does, but I think Melbourne's really had a problem with mm. it. And with this 6-6-6 thing, we really lose one tool to yeah. try and limit teams when they're on a run. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe Goodwin's got some ideas for that. But um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we're quite there. I don't think we quite have that classy midfield player. I agree with that. To, uh, got a lot of hard nuts. We'll win the clearances. We'll win we the just, inside we 50s. Don't, yeah, we need someone. We still need a really good midfielder just to kick it into the forward line. Yeah. You know, Melksham is a star, but we need somebody else. Right, right, right. And that might, I mean, we always, we talk about the same thing every year. We always talk about, why don't we play Salem in the middle? I know, I know. And why don't we play Petrarca in the middle? But I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, crystal ball needs. Let's have some big predictions okay. on the table. Um, big call for the year. Something that's really out there. James Harms, All-Australian. Oh, Australian. Yeah. I just love Chompers. I love everything. He's just, what a player. And what a sort of just lovely human being. I just, I love him. Um, All-Australian is like the kind of tagging. Yeah, I mean, I know Yeah, I know they don't usually sort of select taggers. But the thing is, is that he can win his own ball when he tags. He's not like other taggers who just sort of sit on someone and don't accumulate any possessions at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's really going to grow into the tagging role this year and really excel at it. Because, yeah. I mean, his game got a lot better towards the end of last year when he was tagging everyone. Well, he's a very unusual tagger in that he's got this great outside game as well. Yeah, There can't have been too many over the years. That no, have not many. He's awesome. Yeah. So I'm just excited for, for Chompers to, to rise to All-Australian uh, contention. Okay, and maybe if not Chompers rising to All-Australian contention, then Milkshakes. Oh, okay. I think Milkshakes is probably a bit milkshakes more realistic. Milkshakes maybe is more realistic. Yeah. Look, I think that, you know... The sort of selector just might not appreciate Chompers's uh, <laughs> tattoos and his, his his general aura. Yeah, yeah. exactly. His Chompers. Yeah, he's but, not Broadway ready. No, no, he's not Broadway. He's not Broadway ready yet. But I think milk milkshakes could be a surprise all Australian. Interesting. Okay. All right. For me, I've actually got two big calls. Oh, interesting. Uh, number one, I think Josh Wagner is going to replace Jordan Lewis by like mid-season. I think that Corey Wagner will replace <laughs> Josh Wagner by mid-season. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's also possible. Yeah. Yeah. Don't really know anything about Corey Wagner, but um, I, I think Lewis clearly looks like he's slowing down. Um, and I've got this thing for Wagner and I don't think anyone at the club does. So I, I appreciate this is an outside call, but I think he's quite handy. He's a good tackler. He's quick. He's a very good tackler actually. And he is quick. 
He's and everyone's into this Marty Hall guy just because Yeah, he's going I like Ma- Marty Hall. Marty Hall's Hall. fine, but Marty Hall reminds me of Hibbard. We've already got Hibbard. <laughs> Why not give Josh <laughs> they Wagner don't a go? Look that similar. I don't oh, know he's where got the same kind from. of aesthetic to me. Um, all right, second one. Mm. All right. I think our forward line is going to be Petrarca and Tom McDonald. And Petrarca's going to be like the Dugowie of the forward line. No. He's going to have a huge Here year. We go. And Wiedemann will be in the twos. That's my prediction. I feel like you're hoping Wiedemann's in no, the twos. No, I like Wiedemann. I think he's good. But I think our forward line with McDonald and Wiedemann is too top heavy. But it's I, not dynamic enough. I disagree with that because they can run. Yeah, it's just a bit... They're not slow lumbering types. They're agile. I actually think what's best for us is to try and isolate Petrarca a little bit like you isolate Dustin Martin where he plays forward. Oh my gosh, except like Petrarca's not at the level of Dustin Martin. No, but if you even in the JLT, you look at his him in these one-on-one marking contests, he's very hard to beat. And yes, he's not going to kick the goal if it's a set shot. <laughs> but at least in terms of like well, behinds. You know, they're helpful points, Locking the ball That's in. That's it. We just need to... <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. He's not going to kick the goals when you actually... That's what we're looking for, aren't we? Someone we can isolate in a one-on-one in the goal square so they can kick it behind, right, Kieran. Right, right. Well, maybe that's the point. He needs to be in the goal square, then he'll kick the goal. Uh, maybe. But right. anyway, okay. So top three in the best and fairest, Kieran. Okay. I think simple winner, Clary. is clearly the best player I feel the like if you could say Clary as the winner for every single... <laughs> My answer every year. Yeah. Um, he's surely got to be top three in the brand line this year. Uh, it was a travesty that he wasn't top three oh, in the brown over the last year, wasn't it? was handing out votes to How everyone. How upset were you? How upset were you? <laughs> Every man and his dog was getting a vote except Clary. Um, second, Gorn. Um, can't look past him. And third, Viney. I feel like Viney's someone, just this unrealized potential. If we can he keep him on the body, park. right, yeah. If we can keep him on the park, we can win the premiership this year, I think. Interesting. Yeah. I say, I probably would say Gorn first. Yeah. Um, in the best and fairest. I just, you can't chronically underrate Gorn. Second in the best and No, fairest. but you just, the way you speak about Clary in these hushed, revered tones That's every true. night before going to bed. I just love the way he quits sugar over the no, preseason. No, He's just, just always lo- trying to improve but himself. So is, but so is Gorn. Gorn's like a Gorn's vegan quit, now. Quit sugar too? He's a vegan and stuff. He's like six foot eleven or something. He's like a you know he's a big unit. He's gone completely vegan. I wonder and... how you feed yourself with enough that's food okay. to sustain yourself. That's what I'm as like. That's exactly what I'm saying. When you're Just that tall lots as well, of nuts or something. Just yeah, I don't know what almonds. he's doing with the almonds, but. <laughs> The point is, Gorn is just a superstar. We are so... I just sometimes think, how privileged are we to have Gorn in our team? Mm. We're just so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gorn, number one, two, Clary, three, Tom McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to have a great year. Okay. Well, that's going to be crucial for us. Um, So, the breakout year for you? So, I was going to say Joel Smith. Yeah. He kicked four goals. He looked really all right. He, he looked, looked really good. good. He looked yeah. really good because yeah. he can jump. He's a good mark. He looks so much like Jeremy Howe. I know. You really love this Joel Smith, Jeremy Howe But comparison. not just in the face. He's also got this thing where he takes his big marks and he's a bit unpredictable in terms of what he's going to do. Like no, he just, he's got a lot of talent, doesn't no, he? He's got talent, but he, he sometimes does really terrible things. He's got that kind of Jeremy Howe combination. Deal. Jeremy Howe's not really doing many terrible things anymore. Well, when he was at Melbourne, he did. Yeah. 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 I, but you know I think he looks great. I totally see now why Goodwin has persevered so... Well, he's just so into, he's just so, so into Joel Smith. He's yeah. great. But unfortunately, now he's injured. Well, I mean, six weeks. He's got plenty yeah, of time. Yeah, I thought... You know, I really was hoping he might cement himself in that forward line as like the sort of, you know... The jumper of the forward line. Right, right, right. Yeah, we could use that. Mm. Um, but so, yeah, I'm not sure about him anymore, but he's who I had tipped for a breakout year. Okay. For me, it's the most important player in the team, really, for our success. Petrarca. Okay. Petrarca, if we win the premiership, it's Petrarca. I mean, that's how it's going to happen. 
Is it really going to happen that way? He has to have have a Dagoe style year. I mean, I agree. At some point, he has to have a. And he bright just, he just looks so strong. The problem is, he looks a bit, maybe slightly fat, but he looks strong. He's, Don't fat shame people on air, Kieran. Seriously. No, he's really put on some kegs. Uh, he's not. Quitting sugar or going vegan, I can tell you that. Well, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. You're, don't, we, we should edit this out after, <laughs> oh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think he's going to have a big one. I think he, that's really hopeful of you. I just, you know, I hear what you're saying. The problem is, is that at the moment, I just don't know if his running capacity is is as elite as some of the other players we have in our team, right? right. And that's well, the problem. Well, let's play him out of the goal square then, right? Dugowie didn't have to run that much last year. Yeah, that's true. I think but we I should do... play to his strengths. We want him to be a midfielder, and he's just he might never get the tank to do that, yeah. right? And we've got plenty of midfielders. And yes, it'd be great to have him kicking in from the midfield. But yeah. I think we just cut our losses with that, play him deep. You think just cut the losses and just stop trying to rotate him in the midfield? No, I mean, he can play a few minutes here and there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what they did in the JLT game. Like, play a few minutes, but it doesn't look like they're trying to make him a midfielder. There's no sign of Well, that. maybe it's just, exactly, maybe it's just a lost cause for the time being, at least. Not yeah. lost cause, but maybe just a very long-term work in progress. Right, and we need a forward line. It's like, it makes perfect yeah, sense Yeah, it's me. true, actually. Just make him a forward. Yeah. Um, who's on the edge like for you? Like a Josh Caddy type forward. Yes. Yeah. Um, who's on the edge for you? Who's Who's probably... So, unfortunately, I think Jaden Hunt is. Yeah. I think this is kind of the last uh, attempt at figuring out where he can play on the field and, you know, figuring out what his role can be in the team. I like the forward kind of ploy because mm. he does apply a great pressure. Yeah. But once again... And a small it... forward line is still a little bit of a, you know, right. makeshift. It's just whether he has the poise to mm. really finish mm. consistently or to, like, assist. Mm. Yeah. Like, do you want, like... Milk, milkshakes kicking into the forward Yeah, but that's or... like kind of an unfair comparison because milkshakes might be the or even, best. Or, like... even, or even Spargo or any yeah. of our other players. I mean, like... that's true. That's true. You, I mean, you can't... Look, I, to, in fairness to Jaden Hunt, I think it's unfair to compare him to milkshakes <laughs> kicking into the forward line. It's that's just true. like, let's compare him to the best kick in the team. How far milkshakes has come? Oh, <laughs> he honestly has. I love milkshakes. Yeah. I just think... And what I love the most is that we took him from Essendon. That really fills me with joy. Yeah. And Essendon supporters were so really thought that they'd won that trade. And then it's just like, no... Yeah. You just failed miserably. You couldn't get the best out of him. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Anyway, um, so I think Jaden Hunt and Alex Neil Bullen from what I saw in the JLT series. (laughs) We are very quick to get off Nibbler. No, but... We're probably the quickest. On the JLT series alone, I just... I'm not sure about his spot in the team right now. But do you remember last year how he had an amazing JLT series? Yeah. And then was pretty mediocre? Maybe we don't... Maybe they don't... Maybe he does the opposite. Mm, Maybe this could be it. Okay, Uh, what about you? Well, apparently last year he was the third top pressure player in the AFL. That's actually... How do you measure that? I mean, how do you measure uh, that? Pressure acts or something. I don't know. Mm. But, but, I mean, that's probably a reason to be in the team. And oh, he runs totally. a lot. He does run a lot. <laughs> he does run a lot. Okay, for you? Uh, for me, he's um, South Australian compatriot, Billy Stretch. Mm. I know he's a good trainer. I know he's always in the fray. He's always in the interchange, always the emergency. I've just seen nothing from him in any of these years that makes me think that he's going to stay on the list. Well, be that's his, just a be honest tra- Oh, sorry. We meant to be optimistic in the first one. No, just my honest take. Okay. Nothing really. I don't no, know about he's that. He's like solid. He's fine. Yeah. No, I just think this year's make or break. He needs to. He needs to really stay in the team this okay. year. That's a much more reasonable way. For I you. think that's right. Okay. Okay. Ladder prediction. Uh, I think we're going to be sixth, even though I think we're better than sixth. I think we might have a bit of a slow start, um, and they finished pretty close to where we were last year. Win the first final, and then the question is, do we, do we have the ability to pull off a streak? That's Interesting. Right. That's what I think what's going to happen. Interesting. You. I think fifth. I think um, I think we're going to still have problems with our forward line, yeah. and so because of that, 
I I actually don't think our percentage will be all that high, which I know sounds really strange given that our percentage last year was super high. But I do think that we... Because one thing Jesse Hogan does very well is he really... um, you know, he's very good at smacking around teams that are really weak, right, mm. on the ladder. And so... And he still so, kicked, what, 45, 50 goals yeah, last 47 year? Or, yeah, 47 goals yeah. or something it's last year. Goals to, That's a lot of goals. And a lot of those goals are in games where you, we were just absolutely destroying the opposition and yeah. he would just lay on, like, four right. or, you know, three, or at least three or four. And so without those goals, I do wonder if our percentage will be what it was or even in the same ballpark as last year, particularly when our small forward line, I'm still a little bit not sure about with Hannon being out, no Kent, um, even no Bug, even no Vandenberg. No like there's yeah. a lot of, um, and no Joel Smith now, so at least yeah. for the first six weeks. So I wonder if our percentage will be will be all that high this year. I think that's a great call, yeah. So we've, we've got some vulnerabilities. And I also think the rest of the comp is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you look at West Coast. They're going to win a lot of home games. Adelaide will win a lot. They were, they, I can't believe they were so bad last year. They're a really good team, particularly right. with some of their skilled players. Like, And they have an easier fixture this year yeah. because they finished lower. Yeah. Richmond and Collingwood, it's hard to imagine. They're they just be, better than us. They wouldn't be there. So, yeah. Yeah. Even like GWS, if they get on a roll, I right. mean, they really could completely put us to the sword given their talent. Definitely. So it's yeah. hard to imagine we'll fall below the top six. Mm. But at the same time, you know, breaking the top four is going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Neats. Round one. We've been waiting for this for so long. Port Adelaide. Um, who plays? We've got a lot of outs. We do. So, well, who's out now? So, Vandenberg is definitely Vandenberg's out. Vandenberg's out. Smith's out. Smith's out. Um, is Nibbler out? He might be. So, oh, is he? I thought I read something about that. Oh, I thought that. maybe he's out too. Um, May we really should do out. our prep before we uh, do this podcast. Right. May being out is just so irritating. Oh, that was just so was silly dumb. from him anyway. I don't, I don't even know if it's a suspension, though. It seemed pretty soft. I know, but he always gets suspended. There's yeah. just something about him that's got this, We're like, suspend me. recruiting these players. I know. Yeah. It's, they always get suspended upon starting at the new club. Like, Jordan Lewis got suspended for, like, three weeks, remember? Right, right, right. Like, Bernie was always suspended and when he Thomas came across. Bug. Bug. Like, I don't know why we always do this. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So, look, we've got a solid number of outs. And typically, I'd be pretty concerned. But then you look at Port Adelaide's team. Oh, yeah. They've and got they a lot of outs. No Dixon, no Ryder, no Wines. Yeah. With these four debutants. We've got some guy called Dursma coming in. You just think that name is funny, don't you? <laughs> That's true. Um, um, it's, no, I mean, and Polak's gone out of the team now. Right, right. And Chad Wingard's out of the team now. Yeah. It's just hard to see how, how they beat us on our home deck. Even though I think this game will be closer than people think. I think so as well. I mean, I think we will win. I do think I think we'll win by like twenty three points or something. Yeah, but I, think I don't think it'll be a shellacking in the way that people would might think it would be. Particularly because Viney, Melksham, and Jones didn't play a JLT. Yeah, game. exactly. So and everybody's still gelling, and this Marty Hall's debuting in the back line. I'm not right. sure about that. So yeah. yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be like a twenty three point, maybe to a twenty five point shellacking. Twenty five point shellacking. Sorry, I don't know why. I, I said, think that's a sorry, twenty not shellacking. Twenty five point win. Yes. Um, Okay, well, thank you for joining uh, season... What do you think, sorry? Oh, my prediction. Um, thank you for asking. I think it'll be like 10 points. I reckon it'll oh, be one really? of those... Oh, really? No. No, I think it'll be one of those like close late in the last quarter and people think, oh my God, Melbourne could lose this game and then we'll remember that we're the classier team. Okay. That's my prediction. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for joining episode one, season three of Deluded. We're so happy to be back. Follow us at... Deluded Podcast. Deluded Podcast on Instagram uh, and on Facebook. Uh, And we'll see you this weekend after the Port Adelaide game. Go Dees. Go Dees.